With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Bounce Pass by the Sports Mecca. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo, and today I'm joined by my colleague Brett Carey to discuss the upcoming MLB trade deadline. Last past couple of days, this is really going to focus on the MLB trade deadline. It's coming up, uh, the hard deadlines, July 31st. Focus on you know the big players that, that potentially could be on the move from different teams. Then the list goes from the starting pitchers, relievers, which I think starters and relievers are pretty heavy oh, yeah. in this year's deadline not so much like the past couple years but much there's much more of a need to get relievers and starters um than position players there's a lot of there's there's a there's a really handful of position players that are pretty solid but also there's some position players that are on some pretty bad teams but they might not get moved um for various reasons um you know after that we'll after we talk about the position players um starting with pitchers relievers we'll kind of talk about you know what teams uh, should be buyers the deadline, and then not only if they should be buyers, but kind of what piece they should actually go for. So starting with that, um, as you probably know, the main players that are really going to be on the <clears throat> on the market is Madison Bumgarner, uh, Marcus Stroman. I know you're you must you must know a lot about him because you know <laughs> you follow the Blue Jays. Mike Miner, Zach Wheeler. Um, Noah Syndergaard. I'm not sure about Wheeler and Syndergaard. There's been a lot of mixed uh, yeah, rumors out there. Sure. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to be traded. The Mets might keep both of them. I think Tanner Rourke's another option that's been out there. I've heard Trevor Bauer's name surface, but you know, we'll, we'll, I'll ask your opinion on him too. But mm-hmm. uh, those are really the main starters. Just like I mentioned, the relievers pretty pretty. Uh, in high demand, you know, Shane Green, the closer for Detroit, um, Tony Watson, Will Smith from San Francisco. And that's, we'll talk about this later. You know, San Francisco, they're in a completely different situation now than, let's say, two or three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, They've actually sure. gotten much better. So <laughs> their situation of just selling off pieces could cost them a card chase. For sure. Uh, but yeah. other names like Sean Kelly from Texas, Kirby Yates, and then position players that I think are probably going to be a could be on the move. Uh, potentially Jose Abreu, Nick Castellanos from Detroit, Hunter Pence, uh, Whit Merrifield. I don't think that's going to happen, but we can get into that um, later. <laughs> but um, you know, as far as the names that I've mentioned to you, as far as the starters go, you know, Bumgarner, Stroman, Miner, even Tanner Rourke. You know, out of those guys, what do you think are going to be the ones that are going to be dealt at the deadline? Um. Probably Strowman for sure. Out of the starters, uh, Ken Giles' name name popped up too. 
Yeah, I mean Marcus. I mean Marcus Stroman. Uh, he has free agent in twenty twenty, correct? So he has. So if a team wins yeah. him, he has one more year. Um, but he's turning on a really good season for you guys. Um, I mean, one hundred and seventeen innings pitched, just uh, just above three ERA. Um, do you think though that Stroman could have been actually should have been dealt maybe a year earlier? A year earlier. Um, I, I, it's still it probably still isn't too late. Honestly, they could probably revisit it in a year if they wanted to. Also. But yeah, maybe. Okay. But then again, he's having a great year. Well, because I, I asked that because, you know, Toronto, they've been similar to the Kansas City Royals. Um, yeah. Similar to some teams like the Baltimore Orioles. They're, they're better than the Orioles and they're better than the Royals. But, you know, the Blue Jays are kind are in a rebuild. And I, similar, I know, you know, the Royals were in the similar state where they had their championship run. And instead of selling some of the pieces earlier, they held on to them. Where they could have gotten more for them, um, but I mean Strowman, Strowman's kind of in a different spot because you know they still have him under contract. But um, I still think Strowman could have possibly been dealt last year. But um, what do you think? There's a lot of teams that probably could be interested in Strowman. What teams do you think would have uh, high demand? Um, probably the Yankees to start. Um, Braves also pop up too, just because the Anthopolis thing. Um. Yeah, a lot of people seem like a lot of people think to seem like Anthopolis is is gonna be weird if he de- deals with Toronto. But I don't. I don't really think it's not gonna be that. I don't think it's gonna be difficult to get him. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I mean, the Yankees are. I mean, it's hard to believe. You know, the Yankees they have the best record in the American League. They have the best run differential in the American League yet. They're and they start- need pitching. Yeah. 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 Their starting pitching is not really. It's like Cleveland. It's not championship caliber. Um, yeah. I mean, they've gotten they've gotten just so much production out of their offense. I mean, their offense is insane. But I mean, I don't think I I went over it. You know, today none of their starters have ERA under four. It's all four or, or above. Um, and that's mm-hmm. and also Luis Severino's out for the year. So um, Domingo Herman's had a very easy schedule. I looked at too. He sort of he sort of uh, scuffed up last night against Minnesota. That, yeah. Speaking of uh, Minnesota Yankees, that I don't know if you watched that game, but that was pretty insane. Fourteen to twelve. Yeah, I missed it. But yeah, and then I know he got dinged up pretty bad. Um, yeah. But Aaron Hicks made like a, a game yeah, touch in, in center field to to win. But um, so you mentioned the Yankees. Uh, sorry. We meant, sorry, we both mentioned the Yankees. Um, just kind of give me more thoughts about you know the Braves. I mean, the Braves have a little bit better starting pitching than the Yankees do right now. Um, yeah. What's kind of um, what what makes them a top team to get Stroman? Do you think? Um, I think well, to start the whole Anthopolis thing, I guess. But the Braves seem to have sort of created this model like the Dodgers did, where they. They sort of move their starters in and out of the bullpen, like Max Freed. He's been starting, but you know he can use Bus as a reliever. Newcomb, Soroka, guys like that. Yeah, like Ter- Julio Tehran said had a good year, but you know you never know. Go up any moment, really. Right. I mean, right now. Same with Gosman. Yeah. They've gotten. Yeah, you mentioned Soroka. Mike Soroka has been a really big um, oh, success yeah. story for them. You know, he's a rookie and. Um, Even AJ Minter was a starter at one point too, I think. Yeah, but they're pitching. He's pitching out of the bullpen right now. Yeah. Okay. And then 
yeah, Minter. Um, I think I think Strowman said it would fit. It would he would fit the Yankees very well <laughs> because they actually don't. They actually don't have. I don't think any dominant starter. Um, the Braves, whereas the Braves do. I mean, Dallas Keuchel. Um, yeah. pitch, who pitched yesterday against the Royals? He struck out, uh, I believe, twelve guys All right. uh, in six hey. innings, and then um, they they turned the bullpen over to Swarzak, and he gave up a pinch hit home run to um, the amazing power that is Lucas Duda. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, they they really could use an arm just next to Keuchel, um, and especially since they're going to be going up against. Yeah, the Yankees also said that all their prospects are going to be in play, so that might be uh, okay. Might be easier to deal with them. Like, I don't think the the rumors of like the Archer like return the Jays want is. I don't think it's that crazy, but yeah. So if let's say the let's say Toronto trades Marcus Roman, which I think both of us think will happen, what is a realistic return for them? <laughs> well, I think well. Shapiro mentioned that he wanted this return like Chris Archer got, like an Austin Meadows type class now. Looking at the Yankees system though, um, they said all their prospects are in play, so maybe you get like two, hopefully two top 30 guys, mm-hmm. two top 20 guys. So Definitely need some p- pitching. Some, yeah. Yeah, so would you say pitching is Toronto's biggest need to fill in the farm system? Or is it, or is it other positional players? Um, maybe more so in the outfield. Yeah, Toronto actually has a few arms coming up. Nate Pearson's pretty young, but threw like a hundred in the prospects game. Okay. Uh, he's yeah, he's a pretty big name. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we kind of just talked about Marcus Stroman. Any chance that guys like Zach Wheeler, Sidney Guard, Baumgartner? get moved at all, do you think? Because right now, the Giants are only sitting two games back from the wild card. Yeah, this whole Giants thing that popped up is very weird, made things weird. And then and we are, just got hurt, too. Right. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, did you get put on the 10-day IL? Yeah, I don't think... Well, it might, drive, it might drive the price down a little bit, but I don't think the chances of him getting traded went down. Okay. You know? Um, I... I mean, Syndergaard, I think, has been thrown around, but I don't the Mets would be willing to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think those guys are really part of their problem. The biggest problem <laughs> is a guy like Robinson Cano, who they paid outrageous money for, and he has not performed well. Huh. And he on runs last night. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but um, I think he is... Considering the, considering the money that they're giving him, the production doesn't equal that. But Tanner Roy is yeah. an interesting name because the Reds picked him up this year, and he's a free agent. And the Reds, who I think we both can agree that they're still in the process of rebuilding, but... And Puig's name popped up today, too. Yeah. And both those guys were kind of... I don't think those. I don't think the the Reds signed those two to you know be part of their future. But I think the Reds kind of expected to be a little bit better than what they are now. I mean, they're in last place in the NL Central. Um, yeah. I think the Reds thought that the rebuild would be a little bit more accelerated with Puig and Roark. But now that um, they've made very little progress this year, um, 
I do think Rourke and Puig could be good market. But it's interesting, you know, Rourke had a, a season where he I believe he was a top, and you can look this up, a top 10, wasn't he in the top 10 Cy Young vote in the National League a couple years ago? Yeah, it sounds right. Um, he's going to be probably a big bargain. Like, I, I don't think he's given up more than four runs. He's given up more than four runs once this year, I think. And that was like last week in, yeah. in Colorado, two weeks ago. So what teams do you think could be in play for Roark as a, a guy who can maybe get number three or number four guy in the rotation? Hmm. I guess you know, all these keep coming back to the Yankees, I feel like. <laughs> maybe the Cubs are in? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the Cubs have been pretty um, – the news about the Cubs trying to get a couple guys – have been circling around, but I've heard the big issue with the Cubs is their farm system is starting to be depleted. Yeah, so for sure. So a team that, for instance, I'll give you an example: the Royals, who want to, who I don't think they're going to give up Merrifield, but they're they're at least listening to offers for him. Mm-hmm. You know, by the Cubs not really having a lot of prospects to offer, I think that could hurt them because they won't be able to get their their guy in at the deadline, whether it be a position player or a starter. Yeah, like are the Rays or Red Sox and they keep maybe trying to get some more pitchers. Um, the Dodgers have so many guys they can use too. Yeah. Um, it just it also just seems like the Dodgers just constantly uh, – They make things work weirdly. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> make things work weirdly. And then it just seems like the Dodgers always find a reliever or at least a, a young pitching prospect that just develops in their system. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, you know, if you know, if, you know, just like I said, the Royals probably aren't going to trade Merrifield, but if they do, the system that the Royals should try to tap into is the Dodgers system because the Dodgers yeah. system is loaded. It's unreal um, for their. I mean, their ability to just turn out prospects at a rate that they do is insane. Um, and you saw, you know, the last two World Series runs to the Astros in 2017 and the Red Sox last year, um, you know, the, the roster could always be tinkered around with. It could always be adjusted. And Exactly, yeah. Um, I, don't, I think the Dodgers, out of like all the contenders, you know, the Yankees, the Braves, the Rays, I don't think they're going to be as busy as those teams. I think those teams probably have more needs than the Dodgers, but just because the Dodgers, you know, have, you know, they're, they're clearly the best team in baseball, but, you know, if you're for sure, the Dodgers have just—they haven't finished the job. I think yeah. trying to acquire a position player or even a guy, especially in the bullpen, would be would be probably one of their best options. Um, so, Rourke seems like a like a good gamble, though. Might be he might, he, he's not going to cost that much to get. I know the Astros have thrown guys out like Urquidy um, uh, and Rogelio Armenteros. Like Rourke's definitely more of a solidified guy for their like they turned Wade Miley into a pretty good starter so what if let's say the Astros were to be spenders and try to get him mm-hmm. uh what do you think for Rock would be their their fourth starter um yeah I think so I mean four and five has pretty much been revolving door for them mm-hmm. uh maybe he ends up in Milwaukee another team yeah and Milwaukee is is interesting because Milwaukee um, central is crazy. The, the central is crazy, and the central is really, really congested. There is no top team there. Um, you know, compared to the other divisions, you know, um, 
I said the National League, the Dodgers have such a huge lead over everybody, um, like the Astros and the American League West. Um, the Braves are in a pretty good spot over everybody else in the division, but it just seems like the NL Central is just congested between the Cardinals, who are right behind mm-hmm. the Cubs, and then the Brewers, who are in third place. I mean, I, I, the Brewers, in my opinion, have been pretty overwhelming this year. I thought the Brewers, after what they did last year, coming, you know, very close to a Game 7. Sorry, they got to a Game 7, coming close to the World Series. I thought I thought the Brewers had everything yeah. in place to maybe... Like, they're way better. better than this. They're only two games better than uh, Arizona and San Fran right now. Like, I don't know. They're way better than their record, I think. I'm surprised um, Washington's doing as well, actually, to be honest. Yeah, the Nationals, I mean, I think a lot of people, after they lost Bryce Harper, thought that, I wouldn't necessarily say that they would be rebuilding. Unless they got Corbin, yeah. But, but, they, yeah. W- but they would be kind of taking a step back. But um, I think the Nationals are another team that you got to look at to be a, someone who would be desperate buyers for a reliever. It just seems like every single year, come the trade deadline, it feels like the Nationals always have to get a... Uh, a reliever or two because their bullpen is so bad exactly it's so funny how they could use like sean kelly and they kind of just got rid of him last year i think right yeah i mean the nationals are <laughs> they have blown third no 19 saves <laughs> and they have a 593 bullpen era maybe they end up with shane green i don't know yeah i mean shane green's a elite closer for detroit that's green really- actually um he had like 18 saves in the first half, and since he's had four, I think, or six. Did say that again? He's had, he had like 18 saves in the first half, and since he's only had four, or like in the first two months or something of the season, uh-huh. he had 18 saves, and since he's only he's only had uh, four more. That's uh, just the Tigers, I guess, for you. Yeah, the, the Tigers are just a absolute <laughs> mess. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Shane Green, 22 saves. But I think another guy who... It, now, in terms of the relievers, are a name that really should be thrown around, especially a team like the Nationals or any team that really wants to get any bullpen help, uh, is a guy, Kirby Gates. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 43 innings this year. He has like a 105 ERA. Um, I checked. I didn't think it was right, but I think he has, he has 70 strikeouts to nine walks. And he has 30, yeah, something crazy like that. And he has a league-leading 31 saves. And then the Padres, who really for the first couple months of the season looked to be, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be a, a threat, but a team that looked pretty, pretty good. I mean, they, yeah, you, you can see their their um, their core. You know what I mean? But they've dropped off quite a bit now. I mean, they're yeah. in last place in the division, and I believe they're ten or twelve games under five hundred right now. Yeah. Like they've, I mean, they've definitely have nosedived, and that's why a, a guy like Kirby is, will be on the market. Um, so, you know, we talked a little about Bumgarner about how his he might not get traded. Do you think the same thing with Will Smith and Tony Watson? Um, yeah, probably. Because both those guys are having very solid seasons. You know, Smith and uh, Watson. Um, There's rumors, um, like this is Bruce Bochy's last year, and he just like. Um, like they don't want him. They don't, like he just. They want to keep the team together for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Try one more time with the playoffs. Yeah, it just. 
uh, man, just th- just thinking about like the actual, gi- just the Giants like trying and getting in the playoffs with a wild card, and not, it just kind of scares scares me because you know just the Giants, you know, they beat the Royals in the World Series in twenty fourteen yeah. as a wild card. They um, they beat the the Mets in the twenty sixteen wild card game, and they put a scare into the Cubs in the division series that year. Um, you know, man, I just am thinking like the Giants, if they get in that wild card spot, they could be a tough out. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Smith might be under contract next year, I'm not sure, but. Okay. Um, so, now that the, all the really main pitchers have been talked about, um, we'll start talking about the position players, like just like I mentioned earlier, the position player market is not really even close to comp- uh, to the to the pitchers. Um, oh no. no! There's a lot of guys that you think could be traded. There's a lot of guys that might not be. Just like I mentioned, Whit Merrifield. Um, you know, he's he's in my opinion, I think he's a top twenty player in baseball. He, he's insane. Uh, yeah, he's leading the league in hits. Uh, with 132. And, Great contract, too. Oh, he's 30. Yeah, I mean, he's, he not only is he 30 years old, but yeah, that contract is through 2022, and it's team-friendly. And I think that's kind of an issue that a lot of people look at for the Royals is, you know, here you have a guy who's probably, just like I said, a top, not only a top 20 player in the game, but I think if we're even – than what they were now, if they weren't a rebuilding team and they were, let's say, just an average team or, or even a team that was con- was contending, I think you could probably look at Merrifield as a guy who would be a top five, top ten in the MVP race. I think he's that good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then you also got to look at, you know, the Royals aren't going to be good. They're not going to be a contending team until probably the last year of that contract. So, in a lot of ways, it does make sense that the Royals should move Merrifield for a great haul. But, you know, I mean, I, I read all the news here in Kansas City. A lot of talk has been, you know, Dayton Moore has been saying that he doesn't want to give up Merrifield because he thinks that he's a guy who can age gracefully. You know, we've seen yeah. a lot of players who have been 30 years old, um, 31 years old. Once they get to that the plus side of 30, they really start to deteriorate. And, you know, Dave Moore thinks that he's not going to be one of those guys to deteriorate. He thinks he can get better with age. And he thinks he can be a, a key piece to their rebuild. So, uh, the asking price will be pretty high. I think the Royals should probably listen to offers for him. Mm-hmm. I think they should look at teams that would be willing to give up. I'd say four to five top prospects for him and for sure, yeah. I'd listen to it and I think the Royals if they don't get that type of offer then they won't I think it's pretty similar to the Stroman thing like they resign him for years like when are you exactly going to compete you know what I mean and he's going to be sort of a piece of the maybe a playoff team down the road but yeah it's, Merrifield's like 2022 he comes up right yeah, 2022, and then he does have an option in 2023. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of when I think the Royals would actually be uh, a playoff contender by then. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I don't think his age is going to deter teams, though. But still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think you can. I mean, you can look at it a lot of ways. You know, I mentioned the way for the. I, I just mentioned the the option the Royals have of like not trading him. Exactly. But, yeah. You know, the option the Royals have of trading a guy like Merrifield is if you trade him at his highest point, which he is right now, and you get five to six prospects that can fill your system. You can you can plug in a lot of holes on your team. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to ramble on about the Royals, but I mean, there are a lot of you know holes that the Royals could plug in, in not only in their minor league system but on the current roster, and they could plug those those holes right in if they were to trade Merrifield. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, another mention, another name that I I'm definitely going to try to ask you is Jose Abreu. Do you think Jose Abreu, he's 32 years old, do you think the White Sox move him? Uh, are they, is it is it moving him versus re-signing him, or is it moving him versus losing him? Because if it's moving him versus losing him, you know, try to get something, right? Because uh-huh. he, he, he's, he's a pending free agent, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, it's, like, he, um, him not being a piece of this core when the White Sox are good doesn't seem too crazy. Like he's great, he's a good player, but you know if they're going to make the playoffs again one day soon. I don't think they absolutely need him. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean he's and he's kind of one of those guys definitely gets overlooked though. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. I think the White Sox are definitely a little bit more ahead of their rebuild than, for instance, like the yeah, Royals or Tigers true. in the Central. Um, I mean, they were, there was one point where the White Sox were only like three or four games under 500, but, uh, they've had a, a bad stretch after the all-star break, but there's still a team that's improved. Um, so I, I agree. I think they they can't just let them walk. They can't lose them for nothing. No. And Uh, if they are just maybe resign them. Another guy who's not only in the AL Central, but it's also been talked about is Nick Castellanos for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, they're in an even worse situation than, you know, like, you know, than the Royals. Uh, you could even say that they're in the, the Baltimore Orioles, but this is not a free agent until 2020, so they have another year with him. Um, you know, he's batting 285. Uh, he leads the league in doubles with 36. Do you think Castellanos could be moved? Um, I think it's pretty similar to the Abreu thing. Like, um, sure, you have him for one more year, but do you really see him as a piece of this core moving forward? Probably not, right? Because uh, how old is Castellanos? Is he um, Abreu's age? I want to guess 29. Uh, 27. No, he's younger than I thought, I guess. Okay. So if he's 27, do you think – do you think your point still stands about how he you don't think he's a part of their future anymore? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's not a very good defender, right? Um, I don't like he's still he's, he'll be a good bat in the next few years, that's for sure. But are the Tigers going to be good in three or four years? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, they're they're similar to like the Orioles and the Royals, where um, I think twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three is probably their window of contention. Like, if you're looking for a corner outfielder who, like, Hunter Pence is probably a better defender, I'd say. Uh-huh. He's going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah, that's another name I was going to mention to you. He's 36. He's a penny free agent, but 
he's kind of seems like he's found the fountain of youth at Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's batting yeah. 289. He's over 900 OPS. He's been really um, a key figure for Texas. I mean, the Rangers are Rangers were at one point a team that was actually, I believe, in the second spot in the wild card, but they've tailed off considerably. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't mention Mike Miner, but Mike Miner and Pence are probably two guys that they would be looking. Those guys would be. Could, sorry, could be dealt, considering that their record is not as good as it was earlier in the season. Uh, do you think, you know, what's your views on Hunter Pence? You did, you did mention, you know, he is a cheaper, he is cheaper than Castellanos. Um, I saw the um, the Rays name popped up for Castellanos, but then a lot of people were just saying, well, try for Pence instead, you know what I mean? And I think Tampa also did look at him. I don't, I don't think he's going to be expensive to get in a trade, you know. So what what do you think uh, would be let's so let's say the Rays let's say the Rays go out and get Hunter Pence instead yeah. of Nick Castellanos what would be um, hmm definitely be less than what it would take to get Castellanos for sure Tampa uh, I don't know Tampa's got a lot of holes to fill eh? <laughs> uh, let's see. Tampa would probably be hard pressed to give up anything that they're using right now. You know what I mean? Probably be some mid to low level prospects. Still an A ball. Yeah, maybe double A. I mean, is Pence even that old, or is he just seem that old? <laughs> uh, he's thirty six, but he, I, I'm sure if you put him on the the face app, like, yeah, <laughs> he probably looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah, like is this this is definitely his last. Probably try at things. <laughs> like, you're not giving up Honeywell. You're not giving up a K, obviously. I guess the Rays have a lot of good pitching, or, yeah, pitching prospects. Yeah, definitely some, definitely some fringe double A guys for 100 pence. Just based on, like, the precedence of trades in the past, right? Like, even Donaldson went for a single A guy, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, We've talked about the players who, um, position players, relievers, starters that could be in play at the deadline, whether they're whether they should be traded or whether they should be capped or extended. Um, now we're kind of going to be talking about, which is really the last bulk of this podcast about the teams that really that make the most sense to be buyers. We've touched a little bit on some of these teams, but mm-hmm. just to name like seven or eight teams that look to be spenders at the deadline are the Atlanta Braves, the New York Yankees, which we both touched on, the Chicago Cubs, Tampa, Washington. Those are really the, the, the teams that we've mentioned extensively, but there's also a handful of teams that are still either trying to get in the wild card spot in, in their respective leagues or trying to maybe keep pace with teams in their own division, and that's the Boston Red Sox, Minnesota Twins, and Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I think out of those eight teams that I that I mentioned, which do you think – give me, I would say, one or two teams that are probably the biggest spenders of the deadline. The spenders in the NL? Or did you mention the AL teams too? I mentioned the other teams. So I mentioned the – 
Braves, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Rays, the Nationals, uh, really the top five teams. We've mentioned those. We've mentioned them extensively throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. But the, the other three teams are the Red Sox, the Twins, which we haven't touched on at all. But they're a team that, you know, is still – they're up three games in the division. The Indians are on their heels. Um, and then the Philadelphia Phillies. So um, – out of those teams I just mentioned, you know, what are the? Hmm. I think the. I think Minnesota is going to do something. Um, I don't think they're going to make these huge splashes, but maybe just the, the the quantity of moves. Like they need some bullpen arms for sure. Um, maybe they'll make a few small moves. You know what I mean? Not nothing too huge, because even their farm system, I don't think is, it's decent. But they they're not in a position to be giving up. Um, Strowman's name popped up in the Phillies today too. Yeah, um, I mean the Phillies are only a half game back from the Cardinals in the second wild card, but um, mm-hmm. I don't. It just doesn't it seem like the Phillies have underperformed to you. For sure, yeah, a little bit. Um, maybe it's just because the Nationals have been just as good. Maybe, I don't know. Nationals yeah. just keep surprising me. And you know, <laughs> I mean, we know what we know what. You know what type of player Bryce Harper is, but you know a guy who can just hit the crap out of the ball. But I think he's—I believe he's leading the league in strikeouts, or at least he's close to it. But um, do you think? And you mentioned Strowman, but do you think another pitcher like maybe Bumgarner, maybe? Uh, another reliever would be an option for them. For uh, the Phillies, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Giles keeps popping up. That's for sure. Um, I'm not sure of the other bullpen arms on the market. When I think of Ken Giles, I just think of that outing he had against the dot. Wasn't the Dodgers where he just completely blew up? Oh yeah, I I, I forget he was even on the Phillies. He's been really good this year. Red Sox are interested in him too. It's so funny how the Red Sox, like, and I, I can't remember who they traded for, but it was Kashner and someone else. And then like, they kind of went cheap, and then all of a sudden they want Giles. Yeah, because who do they give up for Andrew? Uh, who do they give up to get Kashner from Baltimore? Oh, I can't even remember. But I know they sort of went, like, cheap on the bullpen so far. Do you think Cleveland's going to do something crazy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Trevor Bauer, I keep hearing, like, rumors, Trevor Bauer to the Braves, Trevor yeah. Bauer to the Phillies. Um, I really no, kind of think... They should buy. They should buy. I think this is really... I don't know about how... I don't know if it's the beginning to the end, but, I mean, you've seen that the Indians have kind of... Since they were in 2016... Uh, in 2017, really were the tough two years. They've they've kind of declined a little bit, and yeah, I mean this could be really their their last hurrah. Yeah, thinking that too. In terms of being a top contender, being a team that can consistently be a threat in the division, um, I say if I'm the Indians, I would go for it. Um, yeah, I would too. It's very weird. Their lineup isn't like it's not great. Um, all the rumors are Bauer for like a bat, but then it's like you need a pitcher or two back, right? Because you have Adam Plutt go, Zach Plezak, 
on the back end. You can't just be giving up Bauer for, you know, uh, left fielder, I'd say. Yeah. But with all those some addition by subtraction things, that just tells me that they should probably just go try, try, try one more time. So let's say if the Indians are buyers, where do you think their chances are of actually overtaking, you know, the hmm. Yankees or the in the playoffs? That's a good question because then you know it's all it's fun to get to the playoffs, and then you have to say to yourself, "Well, what can we actually do?" Right? I mean, I think they could. I think any team could go up against any team now in the playoffs. Anything can happen, really. And the Indians have been there before, right? The Indians have, they do have experience. <laughs> yeah. I can't knock them with, I can't knock them with that. They have experience. Really all, the the three division leaders have had a lot of experience. Um, I mean, the Indians going back to 2016, the Yankees, yeah. the Astros. Um, I mean, it kind of just feels like the Yankees, you know, they've been really, they've been just an absolute buzzsaw, but you know, this year, but it just kind of seems like they've been really knocking on the door and, you know, they won over a hundred games last year and then they were in the unfortunate situation where they're in the American League East and, exactly. and, and the Red Sox won more games than they did and they ended up selling for the wild card and they lost. So, mm-hmm. um, I think like in terms of teams that absolutely need to do something, it has to be the Yankees. Yeah, for because sure. I don't, I mean, you think about the Astros. The Astros still have Justin Verlander, who it just seems like he's getting better with age. And then Garrett Cole is still there. Exactly. Both those guys at the top of the top of that rotation. You know, I think the Yankees. We know that they're really good. We know that they are a dominant force. But you know, considering how they've been, how they've fallen off the last. Well, I wouldn't say not fallen off, but they've fallen off to their to their goal of actually making the World Series. Um, Considering that their state of their starting rotation, I think the Yankees are probably the team that definitely needs to get a guy or two. Yeah, and um, Houston turns all these arms into like like Wade Miley's been good. The Yankees yeah. are weird though, like all those injuries, and they're still yeah, they're plugging up by guys, nine half They're plugging guys up from the stand, and they're still producing. Exactly, like the Yankees rotation is sort of what you think about the Indians lineup. It's like. Yeah, it's good, but it's not the best. It needs help. That's why I thought, you know, I thought Dallas Keuchel could have been in play for them. For sure, yeah. Uh, you know, instead of going to the Braves, I thought Dallas Keuchel could have been a guy that the Yankees could have gotten. Um, but they didn't. But, um, you know, I think if they don't get – it'll be interesting. If they, if they would have whiffed on Marcus Stroman – and mm-hmm. Bumgarner said, "I don't think I don't think Bumgarner can be dealt. But if they're offer, if they're dangling Bumgarner the Giants and the Yankees miss on him, and they yeah. miss on Strowman, some yeah, of those come some of those starters, uh, I think that'll be a very regrettable decision for the Yankees. For sure, Houston's in a good spot. They're just like the Dodgers. They've got these guys in the bullpen who just could be like World Series any moment. Like Colin McHugh could randomly." You know, pump out twelve scoreless innings, like those type of guys, Ryan Presley, and the Yankees don't have that really. And that's why I think guys. It's like, a huge advantage. Yeah. And the Twins definitely do not have that. <laughs> yeah, so that's really the last. I mean, we we mentioned a little bit about the Twins. What are their chances of really 
being the winner is kind of at the deadline. Do you think they do you think they have a good chance of getting some of these big names? The twins, um I think they're definitely gonna hit on a reliever. I don't know about the starters. Their lineup still seems fine though, right? Like you said, the hitting market's pretty pretty bare. It is, yeah. And you know, I doubt Merrifield and Abreu will be traded to teams from yeah, the same exactly. division. And same thing with Castellano. So exactly. really, <laughs> their best options would be a, get, a guy like Hunter Pence or Yasiel Puig. Yeah, and even those two names just kind of popped up recently. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And, yeah. And um, both those – well, yeah, both those guys – no, Puig, I believe, has – He's not a. I believe Puig won't be a free agent until 2020. Okay. okay, so if the Twins were to get a guy like Puig, then they'd have him for an extra year. But if they get like Hunter Pence, then that yeah, it, that might be a good move though. Like just some low level prospects for Pence and just trying out for half a season instead of giving up. But yeah, like Giles definitely seems a fit for Minnesota or Yates. Mm-hmm. Any of the relievers, really. All right. Um. So you know, we 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 recap the players, position players, and then the teams that could be really the biggest buyers of the deadline. Is there really any other thing that you would be curious to see go down at the deadline? Hmm. So much, so much stuff has popped up right recently. Um. Like, what would be your Cause we'll this just we'll we're kind of coming to the end of it here. Um, like, what would be your surprise buyer or surprise seller in terms of team? Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't. I know maybe Houston needs a back of the rotation arm, but Matthew Boy has popped up too recently, and that'd be pretty crazy. They did the say strikeout rate. They said Matthew Boy would be. A, would demand a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, hmm. It, it's weird that the Cubs really haven't been popping up. Yeah, I mean they popped up for Merrifield, but yeah. like I mentioned, because their farm system's not as strong as it's been the past couple of years, teams are kind of shying away from that because they want to. If they trade a guy that they that they know for sure is not going to be part of their they want to be able to get players that they can plug in to exactly, yeah. to strengthen their their farm system or just strengthen their their everyday lineup. So I think because the Cubs don't have a top guys, you're not really hearing their moves in. But they're thinking if they make any moves, if they just stay pat at the deadline, um, I think it's going to end in a division series loss. I don't. I think yeah. like, the, the the Cubs are in a really weird spot because like. They're not better than the Dodgers. I don't think they're better than the Braves. No. Um, and they're not in a spot where they're significantly than everybody else in their division. Like it, it would be a, like if they were, if they had a considerable lead in their division, then yeah, I could see them staying pat. But right now they're fighting off the Cardinals and they're fighting off the Brewers, who are literally like a game or a half yeah. game behind. Them. So. Yeah, the Cubs probably aren't even better than uh, Phillies. No, oh, yeah, I mean, they're not, and we've kind of have seen that 
similar to the Indians. You know, the Cubs have, you know, they're at their high point in 2016, and then they've they've slowly started to um, lose their footing on kind of being the top dog of the National League. I mean, I did hear rumors that possibly Joe Madden could be done because I believe he's a his contract's up after this year. Also, oh yeah, along with Bruce Boshi. Um, but you Boshi, but um, yeah. I think there will be a lot of small moves, though. Like, maybe the Cardinals don't do anything big, but they definitely need maybe a lefty or two in the bullpen. But it's not going to be, like, this big splash. Or was that all the – is that really all the um, the names you can – all the teams or players that you can think of being, like, minor teams that make moves? I think so, yeah. Like, I don't think Oakland's going to – like, I don't think they're going to sell, but I don't think they're going to make – they're not, probably not going to buy in, right? Yeah, Oakland's kind of that team like you always forget is in like contention, but they are. Yeah, exactly. Huh. And then you go, oh, they at least have three good teams. Never mind, like you know, if they wanted to. Yeah, like I was checking the stand. You like you check the standings. You're like, wait, no way the Oakland A's are in the wild card. Yep, they are. <laughs> um, I'm surprised the Rangers aren't. Um, like Lance Lynn has had like this insane year, and they're just gonna. I don't, I'm not sure about his contract, but like, that seems something like that seems like something they should cash in on. They could. Yeah, I'm actually looking up what his contract is through, right here, just to get a pick, just get a glimpse of what you're saying. He's had a crazy year. Yeah. 2022. Oh, so they would have him for they have him for three more years. And he's even 32. Like that contract looked sort of bad last year. <laughs> Yeah, he said he's turned it around in 135 innings. He has um, just an under four ERA, 393, um, 152 strikeouts. So he's he's on pace to strike out over 200 guys. Yeah, so, I think he's gone six innings, like almost pretty much every start this year too. He only he has 31 walks. So, um, mm-hmm. and and he would be a guy that I think that it's inter- it's actually cool. Good good that you mentioned him because. Um, Lynn would be definitely a number three, number four starter that teams can look at. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm sort of surprised his name hasn't come up, but looking at his um, contract again, I guess it seems right. Is it like a really bad contract or is it manageable to move? No, it's like, I think he signed $30 million three years, like a year ago. And it, you know, like it looked horrible last year when, he basically was just useless with the Yankees. Right. But, yeah. No, there just seems to be a lot of those random relievers thrown around, like Paul Fry in Baltimore. Tim Mays as a lefty in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I know Alex Collin Mays, like, I think he's over 30, but direction of the White Sox, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, what we both talked about earlier about how this free agency period is really deep with relievers. Yeah. So you can sort of finding like, I mean, uh, I mean, instead of digging really trying to get the top relievers on the market, you can still try to get a tier two or tier three reliever. Exactly. And, and, yeah. can, Even and it can pay nothing for, for uh, Jason Vargas and try to use him out of bullpen or something. Jason <laughs> Vargas, man. Oh my God. It might cost nothing though. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you know, if that's the deal, man, uh, we can kind of put a bow on this. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you were able to 
you know, find the time and, you know, you know, come on, you know, since it's your very first time doing this. But, yeah, I'm glad you can come on, man. All right, thank you. Yeah, um, so, yeah, if everything's good, um, you know, I appreciate it. For sure, you too. All right, see you later, man. All right, see ya.